So there I am. There you are. Last weekend, uh-huh. if you follow me on Instagram. Oh, yeah, I follow you, Bobby. Follow you everywhere. I've uh, been doing a lot of traveling lately. I was in Minneapolis for no apparent reason. Just decided to go. Che- uh, flights were cheap, right? Yeah, Minneapolis. Why the hell not? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Never been. The Twin Cities. The Twin Cities. Well, it's St. Paul and Minneapolis are the Twin Cities. Oh, okay. Yeah, Minneapolis isn't its own twin. Okay. Yeah. So you're in Minneapolis. I don't know if you know this. There's a giant Somali population in Minneapolis. No, I didn't know that. Um, which is fine. Yeah. They were nice. Everyone I interacted with was nice. Yeah. But regardless... There is one of those. Sure. Um, so it's not aunt. a small population, it's a large one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that took me a minute. Oh, that's classic. That's good, right? It's good. It's kidding me right now. You must be a dad. <laughs> um, but um, my wife really wanted to go get uh, Somali food, Somali cuisine. I don't, honestly, I don't know what that consists of. Dirt, leaves. All right, that's enough. What? You can't, no, no, no. Well... <laughs> We're barely in this thing. I've never been to Somalia. I know. Oh, you haven't? It's beautiful. Go check it out. So this friend of a friend told us who was Somali, told us to go to this one restaurant where it's apparently legitimate Somali food. Sure. Um, We get in the lift. We put the address of the restaurant into the uh, uh, application. The Uber driver's face. And uh, it drops us off at this, like, brown building with no signage on it. It just looks like this desolate eastern block hellhole in uh, okay in minneapolis and i'm looking around i'm like i'm pretty sure we're in the somali projects right now as well which i you know not that somali has anything to do with it i'm just saying projects in general these happen to be the somali projects sure but projects in general are pretty fucking scary sometimes they're kind of sketch but sometimes you got to go into them to get uh good food yeah and drugs Yeah, yeah and uh Drugs. Typically, the ghetto or the projects have the best food and the best drugs. Um, yeah, they also have the worst food and the worst drugs, too. It's funny how that works. Yeah, and you're most likely to die there, So strangely. You know, I like to live on the edge. Yeah. We walked into this building, this big brown building, and uh, I. next thing I know, I, I realize I'm in like a, uh, it's like a very thin hallway packed with Somali people. Okay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, and all these little vendors, and all the vendors were the same exact thing. It was just like hijabs and uh, uh, hijabs. So their outfits were all the same, or is that what they were selling? Well, there's various colors and patterns and textures, I'm sure. I didn't go into any of them. I have no need. So wait, all the stores were selling the same thing? Yeah, more or less. And then there would be like a little food vendor here and there. Yeah. And we're like, what? I'm like, where? I was like, is your friend, was your friend fucking with us? Yeah. Because I'm in a Somali mall in the projects. So a Somal. I'm in a Somal. E. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not getting uncomfortable, but I'm just like, we don't belong here. You know, it's that kind of thing. I'm like, I'm not here to judge these people. Sure. Um, I hope they're not uh, here to judge me. So you're in the mall. Apparently this mall, quote-unquote mall, had uh, burned down. It was a total fire trap like a couple years ago. Nice. And uh, a security guard, I'm like, where the fuck is this restaurant this dude's talking about? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I'm like, I see Somalis. I don't see any Somali restaurant, though. So eventually the security guard, who was very uh, uh, sloppily dressed, by the way. I'm just going to say this. Most security guards are pretty... uh, uh, They're ironed. Their clothes are ironed. Well, they're not not as ironed as, say, like an official police officer. Like, there's more room for apathy in the the security guard industry. This guy looked like he was a bus driver more than a security guard. He was like a bus driver with a badge on. (laughs) 
And he's Maybe like, when um, he leaves there, he just takes the badge off and drives the bus. He does that thing where he's like, it's not like, hey, can I help you? Because I want to help you. It's like, hey, can I help you? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Why here? are you here? Yeah. And my wife's just like, oh, we're looking for food. And he goes, all right, fourth floor. So we go up this flight of stairs, and then there's like flows of people coming down the same thin flight of stairs. We go to the top. There was no food here. Like, I mean, there were a few places with like, uh, uh, I don't even know. We we're like, we. I was just like, I got. We got to get the fuck out of here. Like, we we are not wanted here right now. Right. And then we like found the other location that we were supposed to go to, mm-hmm. and uh, was it an actual restaurant. We walked like a mile down the road, and we ended up like in an Ecuadorian taqueria. We're like, where's this fucking Somali restaurant? The Phantom Somali restaurant. Right. And uh, we couldn't find it. And then I guess. It closed and they never updated Google Maps. I don't know. Then we just gave up and left. So you didn't get the Somali food. I didn't get any Somali food. I, I don't. I don't know if I wanted. I've never had it. I never got food from Somalians. You went looking for Somalian food, and guess what? There was none. <laughs> This is episode 36. 36! Of Not For Everyone. It's, it's not for everyone. You know, uh, as I'm picking the food out of my teeth, I want to bring something up to our listeners. What they may or might not know, they, they probably don't know, but uh, Bobby and I just ate about seven pieces of pizza a piece. I mean, they were cut thin, though. They were thinly cut. They were really thin. They were like cut. buffet-sized. Yeah, it was like... like pizza buffet. It was like a CeCe's pizza. If you're familiar with the concept of CeCe's pizza, Ugh. a shitty buffet pizza. God, it's awful. I eat a lot of it. Well, it depends on how many bong rips you've done. That's uh, true. I ate a lot when I was 17. You want to hear a funny story about CeCe's pizza real quick? Sure. We used to go there all the time in mm-hmm. high school after uh, yeah. uh, partaking in a little fun. Right. I don't do that stuff. Uh, neither do I. Um, and... They have that Alfredo pizza there, mm-hmm. the white, just white. Yeah. I it's know. like crust with Alfredo sauce. Yeah, on it, I like that stuff. It's pretty good. But it's really fucking good. It's like the only good thing there. Yeah. And we just, me and my group of buddies, like casually just started calling it ejaculate pizza. Oh, God damn. Like, let's go to CC's and get some ejaculate pizza. And that, like, that was our thing mm-hmm. that we called it. Mm-hmm. And it was very casual. It wasn't even like we're making a joke anymore. It's just like that was the name of it. So we go in there. <laughs> And uh, the guy knows us. He's uh, he, he knows who we are. He doesn't. We don't know each other. We're not friends. But, but he, like, rec- oh, these, he recognizes these us. asshole stoners that are always here eating the right. the pizza I jizz on. And sure enough, just like you know, as as uh, fate would have it, mm-hmm. uh, the guy walks over after we're been on our like sixth or seventh plate, and he's like, "Is there any kind of any kind of pizzas that you would like us to make?" And I bet you can fill in the blank from there. Someone. Someone very uh, uh, involuntarily un- unrealized. It's like, yeah, when you get a chance to make some more of that ejaculate pizza. I don't remember who it was, but someone said that. And then we realized what it was, and then we all laughed and laughed except for that guy. <laughs> the, the, that guy was uh, very confused. The guy who worked there was confused? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Uh... He's like, how do they know? Can they taste me? Because <laughs> right. you were eating that dude's jacket probably for a long time. It was delicious. I have a CeCe's pizza story, very similar. The pizza that I always liked was the one that had the um, that had the, the 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 beef on it and lettuce and like shitty hot sauce. It was like a taco pizza. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it was called the Olay pizza. 
But every time we'd order it, order it to whoever was coming up to like say, hey, what kind of pizza you'd want? We'd be like, we want the ole. And they'd be like, what? We're like, the one with the lettuce. Get us the one with the lettuce. I don't, it was never like as bad as saying that, you know, hey, dude, you jacked off on my pizza. No, we weren't implying that he jacked off on the pizza. We were just saying like, hey, that's, you know, that's this, what we looks, just, this is just the vernacular amongst our group of it friends. It tastes. Like, this is the cum pizza. Like ejaculate. <laughs> Make me more. Make me more ejaculate pizza. <laughs> it was very innocent. Oh, that's great. That's so great. Um, but yeah, here's a taco pizza. Like, I don't think that you're allowed. Mm-hmm. Like, you're allowed to flavor pizza, different things, but you're not allowed to take another structure of food and, and, and add pizza to that. No, no, no. What you're doing is you're, um, you're taking another structure of food and adding it to pizza. You know, you can make a mac and cheese pizza. It was a pizza covered in mac and cheese. And guess what? It's fucking great. So what makes it pizza then? Just the crust? Yeah. The dude. fact that there's a crust and it's flat? It's a pie. It's a pizza pie. So we'll call it an ejaculate pie. I mean, not ejaculate. Uh, call it a... Uh, taco pie? Taco pie. But you cut it up like you cut up a pizza. Oh, fuck. Yeah, man. A pizza is a type of pie, which I hear ain't even really from Italy. I don't know. I could be wrong. You know where they didn't have pizza? The Somali Projects. <laughs> So anyways, let's move away from that subject before uh, we get a lot of hate mail. Um, yeah, I've been watching a lot of movies, Bobby. I, uh, I rediscovered my VCR, my VHS. So I've been watching a lot of really old, bad VHS movies. Um, I think I told you I watched Bad Grannies. Did you see that? Uh-huh. It's a terrible. long time ago. It's terrible. That's some trauma shit. Yeah, but it didn't have any gore in it, and it wasn't really made by Troma. It was like a French movie that Troma just put their name on. You told this story last episode, but I cut it out. Okay, so I'm going to go over that one again. <laughs> yeah, so I watched that, and I watched this movie called Truth or Dare. Ugh. Oh, dude. Is that a Bl- I think that's a Blumhouse, isn't it? No. I'm pretty sure it is. No, no. Truth or Dare is like an 80s movie. Oh, okay. I, there's a new one called Truth or Dare. Where a guy, like, just to describe it in a nutshell... He has a critical madness. Mm-hmm. That's the subtitle of the film is A Critical Madness. What does that even mean? I, I fucking don't know. But this guy, he like catches his wife banging his best friend or something. Uh, so then he goes and picks up a random hooker and drives her out to the woods to go camping. And then she's like, I'll do anything for you. You'll do anything for me. And he's like, okay. He's you don't like, want a hooker saying that to you. Ever. And he's like, uh, she's like, cut your own finger off. He's like, what? She's like, come on, I'll do it. I'll take my eye out for you. And then she stabs herself in the eye and then pulls her eye out. And apparently this guy was just having a critical madness and was really going crazy. And then it gets even worse. And like he he goes to the mental institution and wears like this fucking copper mask. And then there's this bumbling cop that like kills a bunch of innocent people. It's it's something you'd like, Bobby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I don't know if you're selling it or... uh trying to dissuade me from watching it right now. I'm, I'm just really kind of describing... That's what my feeling is of it. Like, I watched it, I'm like, this, is, this isn't good. But I don't hate but it. But I don't hate it. Like, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like 86, 87. It's right up our alley. That's a little uh, foreshadowing to breaking news a little later on in the program. Yeah. I don't hate it, but it isn't good. <laughs> but it isn't good. But I don't hate it. I can't say that I hate it. We'll just leave it at that. Um, mm-hmm. I watched, uh, just to give you a, a quick late to the game movie that I watched, not as late as yours. I mean, hey, that was, it was 30 years ago. It's 30 years old. 2015, I believe, three years ago, the Adam Green fake documentary called uh, Digging Up the Marrow. Nah. Uh, Adam Green directed Frozen, uh, Hatchet, 
not Frozen, the fucking Disney movie, oh. the one with the ski, the ski lift one. Oh, the ski lift death scene movie. <laughs> yeah, where the whole movie is just like a ski lift death scene. Right. Never saw it. And I'm not a huge Adam Green fan. I, I'm not a huge Hatchet fan, but I, I get where he's coming from. I get that he's like he's one of us. You know, he's like a he's just a horror fan that fucking had balls to go out enough to go do it. Right. Um, digging up the marrow is a pretty interesting little film though. So think about. Nightbreed, mm-hmm. and think about like little monsters. So think about like subterranean. Yeah, I communities. love those movies. I love both of those movies. Subter- or the gate, even kind yeah. of subterranean communities of monsters, right? Mixed with something like I don't know, Best in Show or Blair Witch Project. What? It's not that funny, but it's a fake documentary about subterranean creatures. It's about a guy. Adam Green's playing himself. A guy comes to him. And says, "Hey, I need to expose that. I need to show you this. There are su- there's an entrance to the subterranean monster world. We need to go investigate this." And he's just like, "No, this is bullshit." But it sounds interesting enough, so I'll go check it out. And then things progress from there. I want to watch this. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, it it has some some humor falls a little flat, and and it has a lot of like like cameos of like Kane Hodder and uh, who's that guy that directed. Uh, the guy that looks like the weird James Cameron with the long blonde hair that's parted down the middle. Lars von Trier. Mick Garris. That's what I'm Mick talking. Garris? Like people like Kane Hodder, Mick Garris, um, uh, uh, Lloyd Kaufman. It just it, it kind of felt like, hey, look at all my friends that I got. Look, look at all these people uh, I'm cool did, with to put in my weird fake documentary. Did they, but the story itself is really fucking interesting. Did, and they, play combi- did they play as themselves? Yes. He's like, hey, I brought Lloyd Kaufman to the Secret Monster Underground World. Right. Yeah, no, I have to watch this. Yeah, no, no, no. They didn't bring Lloyd Kaufman there. They like interview him because it's like it starts off as just a basic documentary about like the appeal of and the appeal and affinity for monsters. Right. And then that guy approaches him, Ray Wise, uh, William Decker, played by Ray Wise. But anyway, if you haven't seen it, Adam Green's uh, Digging Up the Marrow. We'll check it out. I'll check it. It's out. worth checking out. It's interesting. It's it's cryptozoological. It's uh. It's all kinds of things. Is Bigfoot in it? Oh, Adam, what's that sound? Oh, wait, shh, I think I hear it again. Oh, it must be time for our new segment called Hashtag Ask Not For Everyone. (laughs) Jesus, can you give me that thing? Nope. This week's question comes from our dear friend, one of the other guys from uh, Welcome to Horror. Ah, uh, across the pond there. Yeah. His name's also Adam. Hey, Adam. I like your name. Or as I like to call him, number one Adam. Oh, wow. That's fucked up, Bobby. <laughs> what did he ask? What did you ask away, Adam? Adam, this is a good one. Okay. Um, What movie or movies Ooh. have surprised you? Wait. Wait. Meaning, more specifically, the movies you went to into expecting to hate but ended up actually loving yeah that is a tough one it is because i generally stray away from things that i'm expecting to hate Mm -hmm. but that's not to say i don't have any answers to this question but i'll let you go first there's a couple you know the first one that comes to mind we already talked about this on here alien covenant thought it was gonna suck everybody said it sucked loved it and I mean, loved it in so much that it was good. It wasn't better than Alien or Aliens. Right. Uh, but it was good. It was decent. It was probably better than most of the other Alien movies. Uh, but the one the one that really stands out that I really... When I remember hearing about it, I was like, that's bullshit. I'm going to hate that. I remember like not wanting to see it 
because I've been so let down by this director. Is it M. Night Shyamalan? No. Uh, and then, actually, that's... That opens up a whole that other opens, box I didn't even think. What a twist there. That was quite that's a twist. A twist. Uh, no, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Love Tim Burton. One of my favorite directors of the 90s. Made Ed Wood, which is possibly the greatest movie ever made. Uh, Sleepy Hollow, you know, uh, Eddie Scissorhands, all that. But Alice in Wonderland. Exactly. He made that, and he made that Planet of the Apes shit, and I had lost all faith in him. <laughs> And then he made Dark Shadows, and I'm like, oh, fucking great. Let's see Johnny Depp acting like a stupid-ass Johnny Depp, and this is going to be lame-ass fucking Alice in Wonderland, too. Hey, uh, hey, who's in this flick? Johnny Depp. Hey, uh, uh, who? what is he playing? He's playing Johnny Depp. That's right. It's just fucking Johnny Depp being Johnny Depp. If he's not playing Hunter S. Thompson, he's fucking Johnny Depp. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry. Have you seen pictures of him recently? He looks like he's dying. Johnny Depp. Anyways. Uh, so he's still beautiful. Dark Shadows fucking loved it loved it all my expectations were shattered it had alice cooper in it had a werewolf chick in it it had elena bottom carter being super hot as she always is had hot michelle pfeiffer i mean like really it it had the talent there and then it was funny it was funny oh the hottest of them all hot ava green in that movie is the evil witch oh my god ava green hail evil Mm. did you see that movie did you see dark shadows no i haven't you should check it out, Bobby. I'm I'm kind of over Tim Burton like you were. No, no, and that's a good one. I saw Alice in Wonderland in the theater. I was like, oh, yeah, this is it, man. I'm done with this. Guy. I saw it in the theater and I was shocked. I was appalled. I was disgusted. I was like, quit using the fucking CGI, Tim. He yeah. used to use cool little models, and it was awesome. Is so, that yeah, it? That's mine. That's mine. Um, preface by saying I have way more where I'm like go in blind or like don't know anything about them and I'm yeah. expecting nothing more so the ones that I expecting to hate no you're expecting to, something you're expecting to hate um my my go to on that is a movie called Running Scared I think it's like 2006 ish yeah Paul with Paul Walker Paul Too Fast A Little Too Furious Walker uh. and um I don't think I can really vouch for it now because I've only seen it when I was probably about 23. Yeah. And I'm a different, better, older, yeah. wiser person now. Yeah. But I remember liking it because I kind of wrote it off like, oh, this is some stupid Paul work. You know when you're at that age where like, if it's like a hot dude in a movie, you're like, this is going to suck because no, no, that no. guy's hot. I totally get it because like any movie with Paul Walker, I'm like, oh, it's a fucking Paul Walker movie. Right. Like this is going to be shit. And that one, that one surprised me. That one delivered. Um, that has to do, I want, if I remember correctly, some sort of like... It's kind of like a, a nightmare version of uh, After Hours, the right. Martin Scorsese comedy from the 80s. Kind of like a scary, mafioso, nightmare version of that. It seemed like, to me, um, it was very fairy tale mm -hmm. And even the ending, which I fucking hated. The, I loved that movie until the last five minutes. I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah. The fucking ending was stupid. All I know is I was expecting to hate it, and I was just like enamored with it when I was watching it. Running scared. And then the other ones would be stuff like, uh, again, just stuff that I, I wasn't wasn't expecting anything from that just knocked my socks off. Breakdown with Kurt Russell. Yeah. Frailty. I knew nothing about going yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. I know that's strained from the actual question, but all I could come up with was running scared. So I'm going to change it a little one bit. One that you hated. So, yeah, Adam, uh, number one, Adam, in the UK. That's all I got for you. I'll hit you up if I think of anything else. Um, it's just tough and. That was a that was a good question, but it was a hard question. It's a hard question. But keep them coming. Hashtag ask not for everyone. 
So yeah, what's up next on the agenda, Bob? You know what it's time for now? No, what time is it? Our third or fourth segment of the uh, show. How many segments do we have now? I don't know. Let's go to the news. The news! <sighs> oh, man. Uh-huh. I'm glad the news is back to normal. Let's get back on track. Back on track with the news, people. What do we got? This comes from you. That's the news. From, I believe, a Topeka, Kansas, or Nebraska. Really, what's the difference? No, no, no. It's in Los Angeles. Do we got to split hairs here? It's in Los Angeles. Oh, the news station. The news station, uh, kwbe.com. Uh, June 13th, 2018. Oh, my God. Mother distracts armed robber with a taco as she went to ask for help. Holy shit. Okay, so why don't you go ahead and, and, and give us the real details over here. Los Angeles, California. A taco helped save a family of six and put a man behind bars on Sunday, an industry California authority said. The family was heading back from a day at a water park when they pulled over to get carne asada tacos. Good choice, that family. That explains it, dude. It's the carne asada. I don't like, think it was worth it to sacrifice that sweet carne asada. Before the ride home, a statement on the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department Facebook page said, Juan Rodriguez, riding a bike, approached the family while they were eating their tacos and began to intimidate and terrorize both parents and their four children. What do you think, Juan Rodriguez is a Hispanic? Oh, shit. Is that going off right now? Oh, my God. You know it's, what that means. It's a red alert. You know what this means, Bobby? It's time for breaking news. Breaking news! What do we got? Even I'm starting to annoy myself with those sound effects. <laughs> Put the phone down. This is from like hours ago. This is just recently updated mere moments ago. CNN.com. <sighs> Trump has come out and said that Space Force is an actual thing. America, we are building a Space Force. There's so many wonderful things to be said about this. And questions to ask. Can we just play the video? Very importantly, I'm hereby directing the Department of Defense and Pentagon to immediately begin the process necessary to establish a Space Force as the sixth branch of the armed forces. That's a big statement. We are going to have the Air Force and we are going to have the Space Force separate but equal it is going to be something so important general dunford if you would carry that assignment out i would be very greatly honored also where's general dunford general got it let's go get it general uh let's go get it general i, I think general dunford this is the first he's heard of this <laughs> it sounds it sounds and, like that's it but that's the importance that we give it we're going to have the Space Force. One year ago, I revived the National Space Council and put exactly the right man in charge, and that's our friend, Mike Pence, who feels very strongly about this. And in December, I signed a historic directive that will return Americans to the moon for the first time since 1972, if you can believe Is that. Is that accurate? I don't know. I don't check my facts first. I can't blame the guy. Always remembering 
It's about that, but it's also about jobs and the economy. In space. Space jobs. This time, we will do more than plant our flag and leave our footprints. We will establish a long-term presence, expand our economy, and build the foundation for an eventual mission to Mars, which is actually going to happen very quickly. I, I, don't, I, don't, even, I don't even know where to begin. That was some, that's some breaking news. Again, I don't hate it, but it's not good. <laughs> it's not good, but it's, it's hard to hate it. It's hard to hate that news. I mean, listen, it just, this just gets me conspiracy thinking, Bobby. Why? Why, you know? Why do we got to go into space right now? Why do we need a space force, Trump? Who are we fighting in space? Yeah. Um, I think Trump was privy to some shit behind the curtain. Yeah. And he was like, I got to... The pre- Iron Curtain. All right, Rachel Maddow. Who's that? Uh, she's on what's, MSNBC. What's the Iron Curtain? Um, it's... That was thought, Ivan Drago, right? I thought you were making a joke about Trump's ties to Russia. Yeah, that's the joke I was making. Yeah, I, I gave you too much credit on that one, I guess. <laughs> let's let's take it back a second. So, Space Force is happening. Uh-huh. Uh, he, you just heard him. He, he told the general to go do it. Separate but equal. He's saying he's going to be equal to the Air Force. Yeah, you know why? Why choose when announcing the species' first Space Force? Right. To use a phrase that was used. Quite frequently during the civil rights era. Yeah, the separate but equal wasn't. What? Uh... Why? Why throw that curveball in there? I think he just knew that phrase. I don't think he's. I don't. He's think like, he oh, knows... I've heard people say separate but equal. I'll, I'll just toss that yeah, in. Yeah, he just says buzzwords, man. So he didn't know what he's talking about. I appreciate all the little nuggets and the sprinkles of uh, cliffhangers over the last couple months about Space Force. It's all led up to this. I really want to join. Yeah. But I want more details. Yeah. I mean, does this include like X-Wings and mm-hmm. like what is what does it even mean? Death Star, bro. I don't know, man. Death Star. Look, all I know is this means one of two things, right? Either he's just trying to get the jump on North Korea or Russia or whoever else it is he's trying to get the jump on and get into space or B, the alien threat is real and it's here. And we need to protect ourselves. I fucking hope it's the latter. Yeah, me too. But you know what? It's not the case because um, anybody knows that if you're really going to go after the aliens that are already here, you go underwater. They're, they're underwater. They'd be, they'd be, when they start saying we're going to invest money into exploring the oceans, that's when you know they're onto the aliens. Dude, I don't know what Space Force means, but I like it. I like it too. I mean, I want to join it. I, I want to go to Space Force College. Will they get their own college? They might get their own uh, academy. I'm, I'm thinking academy sounds more space forcey. It's separate but equal. And that was the news. Oh god damn it! You don't know how you don't understand how loud that is in my head. Let's go to Adam's corner. <laughs> so you've noticed I've, I've kind of had some disappointment in um, just in our interactions and. And uh, the, you know the podcast in general, as of late, you probably noticed with my demeanor, right? I can tell by the look on your face right now that I'm not enjoying myself. Yeah, you are. Um, a, you're a, a stubborn old crank. I'm a cranky bitch. So uh, what I've decided to do is spice up the life a bit, you know. And if uh, you know, like for example, if you're, 
you're in a committed relationship and it's just you're not you're not feeling the spice anymore you start doing something else so what i'm doing is a new radio show bobby did you hear about this i tell you about this what the fuck are you talking about now i'm not leaving the podcast the podcast is it's great it's still going as is you know i actually feel with doing something on the side it brings more vigor back into this thing you fucking Judas. <laughs> so uh, what, what's going to be the topic even better, the, the, the format? It's, don't worry, it's not competition, baby. It's it's totally different thing. Oh, what's that I feel? Let me check. Ow. There's an open wound in my back. <laughs> Here's the knife. You can, you can keep that. So no, um, I'm going to be a DJ on a radio show, Bobby. Like a radio show on the radio. Okay, let me specify. It's not actually going to be on the radio, but it's internet radio. That's basically what we do, right? No. Okay. So good. So it's totally different then. So there's a radio station out of uh, San Marcos, Texas, where I've recently moved to, uh, called KZSM. Now, do they know this? What, that I'm going to be on the radio? Yeah. Yeah, 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 they do. I'm actually going to a meeting on like Wednesday or Thursday or something. Uh, my friend of mine is uh, is going to be like looking to be like a, a station manager type helper over there. And she says, we need shows. We need programming. Adam, I've listened to your podcast. It's hilarious. You guys are just zany, laugh a minute, riot fests. Bring some of that energy over here on the radio. Now, is this at all terrestrial? I mean, is it going to be uh, sent out through the airwaves? It'll be online. But here's what's fun about it. Here's what's really good. And I think you're going to like the idea of the radio show. We're bringing back the love line. You remember love lines? You know, like somebody call in, like a love line, like, hey, I got a relationship problem. And then some guy, Dr. Drew or something, he'd like tell them, tell them their problems. Like, Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Is there also going to be the fucking news? Is there also going to be Adam's Corner on this show, no, too? No, no. Are you later on going to watch some shitty movie and talk about it no bobby it's something totally different it's not the same because love all. line sounds a little bit like hashtag ask not for everyone <laughs> it's a little similar i mean I ain't, I ain't gonna put any plagiarism accusations on uh -huh. you but but i'm sorry but we are the first people to ever say on some sort of broadcast hey Hit us up with questions. We'll answer. We're the very first people to do that, Adam. Yeah. All right. Now you're taking that idea that we invented. Okay. And you're and you're gonna co-opt it and put it on another show. There's enough of Adam to go around, Bobby. We're not stealing this idea. But if you spread yourself too thin, that's when we record all the shitty episodes. <laughs> I don't think that's correct. Anyways, listen, it's gonna be great. We're gonna have people call in. And these people that call in, I mean, I don't care if it's real people or not. You could call in and make shit up because the advice that we're going to be giving, I'm going to tell Who's you now. We? Who the fuck is we, Adam? There's a guy. There's another. Oh, what's his name? Fucking Robert? No. Is his name Robbie? No, no. Is, is, he, is he tall and fat and has a beard? <laughs> no. Does he wear trucker hats? <laughs> no, he doesn't. None of these things. He's a short guy. You're a bear. He's like an otter. Does he get winded when he walks up a flight of stairs? I don't think so. I think he actually exercises. He tries to get me to go to the gym with him. I'm not going to tell you his name. You're going to be upset. It's nobody you know, Bobby. Dad, I swear to God, <laughs> if it's you. So anyways, Wednesday Night Love Lines on KZSM.org. So uh, what we're going to do is just take calls. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be, be honest with the fans at home here. Uh, the majority of the calls for getting this thing going 
it's not going to be real callers calling in. You know, we're just going to have people call in. I'm just going to tell people that I know to call in and just, you know, ask some asinine question. Um, and then I'm just going to give horrible, horrible love advice. Actually cut all that out. It's all going to be real callers from real college students. And the best part about this, you know me, Bobby, right? You've known me for a while. This is all going to be about relationship stuff. You know how terrible I am with relationship stuff? Yeah, I was going to say, um, you, your top three things that you're good at are like Street Fighter 2, right. eating sandwiches, uh-huh. and uh, driving recklessly. Yeah. But I don't get paid for driving recklessly. Are you going to get paid for this? No. But I do, do I get paid for this? Yeah, you get paid in friendship. <laughs> it's worth more than any price. It might even you might even say it's priceless. You want to call into the radio show? No, what? I don't want anything to fucking do with this, Adam. You don't want to. Sounds do- like you're filling your time with more bullshit slots of shit, and not focusing on the real shit, the real money maker. <laughs> this fucking podcast, Adam. I'm also no. I'm no, a, I'm also starting a bicycle. Game. I'm not interested in it. And if you could do me a favor as well, uh-huh. don't fucking bring it up on our show ever again. <laughs> All right. KZSM.org. You can find us on Instagram. <laughs> Look on your faces. So what, what are you doing? <laughs> you know how competitive it is out there with the internet broadcasting. Uh, uh, Thank God we got like, we're up to like 17 regular listeners now. You're going to stray them away now, too? They can listen to multiple things. Is, am I my little pet project for you, Adam? People listen, to more than project? One, people listen to more than one thing on the radio, Bobby. On the internet radio. There's a lot of things on the internet radio. Quit looking at me like that, all You're right? You're on thin fucking ice. You're on thin ice. Check us out on Instagram at kzsm underscore love underscore lines. It's going to be great, Bobby. I want you to listen. I want you to tune in. you be like, hey, I know that guy. I used to do a podcast with him. <laughs> I hope your kid grows up without a father. <laughs> and that was Adam's Corner. So also, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm starting a bicycle gang in my spare time. I bought a bicycle. You got your fucking Adam's Corner, Adam. What? <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about your bicycle game, all right? It's a gang. Your bicycle gang. Like, it's not even a biker gang. That would nah. be uh, kind of cooler. We're going to get vests. Right? Oh, my God. But I'm thinking we'll get, like, Girl Scout vests because they're green. Because they're green. Here's the name of my bike, my bicycle gang. It's called uh, the Eco Satans. I fucking hate this, Adam, the second Adam's Corner so much. <laughs> like, I almost... You hate- had two newses. I almost... You had two newses. That's a team effort. <laughs> I almost hate this Adam's Corner uh, more than your very last Adam's Corner. What was my last Adam's Corner? Uh, I don't even want to say it again because it'll just give it more publicity. It'll give it more. If you say its name, it gives it power. So, yeah, the Eco Satans. Do you want to join my bike gang? Fuck no. All right. Well. All right. Let's talk about the movie at hand tonight. <laughs> that was fun. Let's talk about the movie that we watched. We watched it separately. Uh-huh. You had no frame of reference. No idea what I was watching. Um, I just recommended it out of the blue. So this is 1986's Deadly Friend. After his friend is killed by her abusive father, the new kid in town attempts to save her by implanting robotic microchips into her brain. Who is it? If you enjoy Who's there? being really scared, if you're not afraid <gasps> of the unknown... If you found a friend in fear, then we have a friend for you. Hi. Samantha. 
Give me the police. The director who unleashed Freddy in Nightmare on Elm Street, Wes Craven, now brings you his most frightening creation. Get out of my house! Hey, girl. She's killing people. Mom? Sam? Sam. Deadly friend. She can't live without you. Ah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bobby. Oh, that's the stuff. That's the stuff, right? I like there. when that one goes in my brain. Jeez, Louise. And you know what? We made a making a mention of this before. I went into this movie having no idea at all what it yeah. was about. At all. I'd, I'd heard the title. I knew it was a Wes Craven film from the mid-'80s. So I'm like, okay, it's got to be either decent or it's got to be shit. Because 82, he made... 84, he made Night, Nightmare on Elm Street, right? 82, he made Swamp Thing, which is terrible. And then... In, or maybe it's not. I don't know. And then 86, he made Deadly Friend. And I had no clue what to expect with this movie this is bar none hands down no contest yeah my favorite wes wes uh wes anderson film <laughs> my favorite wes craven film and uh so many wes's as much as i do love it look lo- i'm trigger warning okay mm-hmm. i'm about to say something that's not very popular oh shit of all those legendary 80s directors mm-hmm. Not that I dislike Wes Craven or right. his movies. He's probably one of my least favorites. So who are we comparing him to? Carpenter, Cronenberg, Hooper, Stuart Gordon. Uh, I agree all of those are better than Wes Craven, with the exception of Stuart Gordon. I know how you feel about Stuart Gordon. This is, a, this is for another time. <laughs> you know, Wes this Craven, is for, here's, here's what I always felt about Wes Craven. I agree. He's no fucking Carpenter. And like Carpenter... You know, he made some shitty ones. You know, he made fucking Prince of Darkness. Don't you dare say Prince of Darkness. I hate it, dude. I hate it. Uh, he made that. He has so many shittier movies to pick from than Prince of Darkness. But it was whatever. mid-80s. Continue. It didn't make any sense in his timeline of movies. That's because you're fucking dense. And it should have been it's a good. Deep, it's a deep film. Dude. The devil was a fucking super soaker. We're not covering Prince of Darkness on this fucking episode, Adam. <laughs> right. Let's get back to Wes Craven. I know we like to lean on John Carpenter and who else? Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell. Um, yeah. But this is about Wes Craven. Oh, so continue what you were saying. He's always, I felt he's always been hit or miss. Really hit or miss. Some of his, like fucking Wishmaster is stupid. No. D- d- see, those are the ones that I like. I like uh, Deadly Friend and Wishmaster and People Under the Stairs. And obviously, People Under the Stairs is one of my favorite movies ever made. And obviously Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm not a big Last House on the Left fan at all. Yeah. It's just like, ugh. Like, he, it's not scary. It's just gratuitous. I don't know. He, he did The Hills Have Eyes. And The Hills Have Eyes is pretty good. It's okay. I don't think it's like a standout fucking classic like everyone seems to think so. I like it. Anyway, Deadly Friend is right up there for me just in general as far as especially 80s horror goes. Yeah, it's... I, I Again, I'd never seen it. I didn't know nothing about it. Like, I mean, literally, I knew nothing about it. I did not know anything that was going to happen in this movie. So every little twist from the first scene, every little twist, I was completely shocked and awed. Oh, yeah. So when I watched this on Amazon, it uh, it gave a definition. And this... This was your only frame of reference. This is my only frame of reference for the movie. 
is this Amazon um, Amazon message title thing. Suspense master Wes Craven presents a story about a lonely teenager whose overwhelming love for a young girl compels him to use all of his scientific knowledge and cunning to keep alive. That makes no sense. It was poorly written. If they had had some commas in there, <laughs> maybe it would have made badly punctuated. Right. Badly see, I didn't see the punctuation. It sounded like it was, though, based on your reading. So I could see that would probably just throw another wrench in the gears of confusion versus clarity. Like, Total confusion. You don't fucking know. I thought it was a ghost movie or it something. It is a ridiculous premise. But wait, mm-hmm. Adam. Yeah. Before we jump into the premise, right. tell me, what is Deadly Friend all about? So Deadly Friend, it's about a boy and his robot. So it starts out, this movie really started out when, when the first scene, it's a man trying to break into a car, and he's a redneck man, and he starts to break in, and once he opens the car door, a weird metallic robotic hand grabs him by the throat. It was like walking straight into the middle of Short Circuit 3 with no frame of reference to what was happening in the movie. Is there a Short Circuit 3? No, but this is basically what it was. This this is what that was. There's one alternative title. (laughs) Short Circuit 3. Basically, it's Short Circuit 3. Short Circuit 3. Shorter Circuit. And and so it's it's this little robot named BB, and he was created by some kid apparently, and his mom who come and get in the van afterwards. There's no real explanation. They get in the van. The guy who he was choking to death runs away, and they get in the van. They're like, oh hey BB, how you doing? And all of a sudden, it makes weird off-putting noises. Right. So the robot mm-hmm. sounds like Wicket the Ewok. Mm-hmm. But its name is BB, mm-hmm. BB8, or as I like to call him, BB Hate, because it sounds spookier. Yeah, it does. But now that you know there's a robot in this film, it's a robot film. Let me go back a minute and do box art, uh, oh, box yeah. art review. Let's do some box art review. It had a bit of a spoiler, so this is a short one. We'll get right back to the premise. Mm-hmm. Don't let the whimsical music and cute talking robot fool you. This movie is fucking dark. <laughs> That is a very accurate description for this movie. Because when it starts out all short-circuity, you don't think it's going to go as dark as it fucking goes. Well, the beginning hints at it. You know it's not as safe as something like Short Circuit. I mean, it did start by choking a man. Or uh, Not Quite Human. Or Batteries Not Included. Or ba- oh, I hate that movie. Um, <laughs> so he does start choke. so he's at least a... a, a, a uh, a vigilante type. Yeah, so it sets the president. At least a guard dog style. That sounds know? like Wicket. Yeah. He's a really... BB sounds like a really drunk, retarded Ewok. Because <laughs> he can't say anything like, BB, 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 BB. Oh, God damn it. It sounded terrible. Yeah, um, but what I was going to say is, if I was building an AI robot, mm-hmm. and that's like the voice it like suddenly started to have... I'd fucking kill that robot <laughs> immediately. Immediately, yeah. it's not a. It's not only annoying, right? It's also fucking horrifying. It, it is. It's a really terrifying sound. So, introduce me to our human protagonist. So, so the human protagonist is a boy's mother, and it's a young lad in his mid teenage years, and he looks like he could be, you know, possibly of uh, Italian or Jewish descent. I don't know. But he's a nice enough kid. I recognized him from the old TV show Amazing Stories. And Little House on the Prairie. I never watched that. What's his name? 
Who's he played by? Matthew Labolatakapoli. Something French. I don't know. I can't pronounce it. It starts with an L. But uh, I remember from Amazing Stories, it was the one that had like the aliens that could like that learned American culture through 50s TV shows. And Matthew like, Labiato? Matthew Labia. Labia Toro. If anyone can uh, phonetically spell that for us and send it to us on Instagram at not for everyone. I like to call podcast. this kid Frankenstein Jr. Okay. So Frankenstein Jr. shows up with his mom in the neighborhood and they get BB out of the out of the van. Now this is one of your classic 1980s boy with a non-human friend movie. Right, it could have been a dog, but it's so much more than that. <sighs> it, it, well, it, yeah, it, dog or fucking E.T. or uh, Mac and Me, Flight of the Navigator. Except they had a retarded Bumblebee from Transformers. He wasn't retarded. He looked and sounded and moved in a retarded manner. Okay. Now, listen. Most robots move pretty retardedly. The technology is not there for the movement to be not retarded. Yeah, tell that to James Cameron. I'm using the literal proper definition of that word right now, by the way. Okay. So, anyways, he's uh, he's there. They get they get uh, they get BB out of the vehicle, and I mean, how would you describe what BB looks like? Try to describe him visually. Describe. Him. Let me describe uh, uh, Paul real quick. Uh-huh. Paul is the boy, the boy wonder in this film. Yeah, Frankenstein that Jr. built BB. Yeah, yeah, BB built. Um, Paul is what happens when you mix one part Elon Musk. One part Doogie Hauser and two parts Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> and I think you're about to find out why later on in the episode. This guy's a, this kid's a kook. So uh so he's got his robot there, his robot's all rabble rabble. And then like <laughs> yes. and then like that, was that the grimace? <laughs> yeah. Or is that the uh no, that's the hamburger. It's the hamburger. That's exactly what he said. I was always a mayor McCheese fan. Let me try to describe him. He's got a round faced head. And it's yellow. It's like yellow and bad metal. Like, God, how do how would I even describe? He looks thing? like one of those. There were toys in the late eighties and early nineties that looked like robots, like remote control robots and stuff. This is the, the ones that little like little uh, like 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 uh, uh, pins would come out of their head, and you mm-hmm. like have a ring toss and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you could play basketball with them. I mean, really, the thing is, like, when I you know how I feel about like dumb looking monsters, robots. This one does not look dumb. No. He looks super dumb. <laughs> he looks so dumb. Well, he has a he has like a like a bread box like handle on his chest that one, opens up like Bender bending Rodriguez has. One of the one of the like creepy things about him, BB, mm-hmm. is that it does look so dumb, but he is so menacing and his voice is so creepy that it's just that much more upsetting. <laughs> this this neighbor kid shows up. And he's on a bicycle, and he's like, he's like throwing newspapers, and he sees the robot, and he's like, "Oh my god!" And he wrecks his bicycle, and then this kid, you know, gets up, and he's like, "What is that thing?" And 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 Paul Frankenstein's like, "Oh, this is uh, this is BB. He's a robot I made. He has artificial intelligence. You know, I kind of programmed him, and he just he does what he wants now. He makes his own decisions." Let me tell you this: uh, clumsy bike kid mm-hmm. has very longing eyes for this other boy. I'm not being Bobby here. I'm not being like, like overly like looking for the gay things and things like I normally do. 
It's right. not that. Right, right, right. Watch the scene. This guy is in smitten. Um, here's the other thing, too. These people move into the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mother and his uh, her son. Hi, where are your new neighbors? We have a robot. And the robot. Um, they they drive around in a uh, VW bus. Yeah. Um, and if I was one of their neighbors and saw that someone with a VW bus was, was driving up, I, my thir- first thought would be uh, uh, they better keep their Grateful Dead bullshit <laughs> at a reasonable volume. <laughs> and uh, they better keep their hacky sacks off my lawn. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Where did they move to? It never really specified what part of the country they were in. It was a nice in. neighborhood. It was a nice neighborhood. Except for the fucking robots. Except for the robots. So apparently this boy, Paul Frankenstein, he's like like smart because he built this robot. And so he goes to the college to take classes. And then like he takes his mom in there. And what I noticed... Right, he's like a he's like a boy genius. Right, right. He's going to like MIT or the equivalent of that at like what, like fifteen or something. He's so smart. We don't even need to go on to how he built the robot. No, the robot's just there. It doesn't matter. He's just good at AI. Yeah, the robot's there. Okay, so uh, so he has this teacher, and did you did you notice it that the teacher seemed really touchy feely with the mom? No, maybe it's just me. Maybe Hmm. it's just you know because I'm an old guy and, and she was younger than him, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, he was. That's, uh, yeah. He was throwing game. I don't know. You're, I know you're that, projecting your own. Uh, and that's. I could say the same thing about you about and your, my gayness. About your longing eyes. I don't know what to tell you. Paper boy. So uh, so. Anyways, they go into the the science office, computer science office, and for whatever you remember the scene, whatever reason, there's like a skeleton mm-hmm. in the computer science office. Yes. What kind of, what kind of science were they doing there? They were doing um, biotech stuff. Biotech is Godzilla. No, 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 no. Yeah, you know what? Like, remember, he's like, "Hey, I put this. Uh, I, 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 I ran the comb against the the uh, carpet, and then like put it on this brain. Then it made the toe flicker. Or it wasn't a comb. It was something like that. You know what? Though I, I don't know what it was like in the eighties, but I don't think they have like cyborg classes in college nowadays. It wasn't cyborg. It was just like technical biology. Is, I don't know. It's like technical medicine. It's it's a movie. Bob. Why are we it's splitting a, hairs here? It's, it's a, a movie. fucking movie about a robot. That's <laughs> such a great robot too. So the next thing you do is you introduce you to uh, the neighbor. The neighbor kid uh, is is a, a very young Buffy the Vampire Slayer herself, Christy Swanson. Oh wow! Yes, the real Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. and she was. Um, I mean, I didn't recognize her at first. I'm like, she's cute. But who is that? I know she's I've seen a child. Her. So she's a child. She's a child. Yeah, let's leave it a cute. Yeah, she got hot when she got older. All right. When she got oh, when she older. got older. Okay. Jesus. So uh, so there's the neighbor girl there, and she's got a crazy abusive father apparently. And then yeah, how do how do how do we know this? Because she has a bruise on her arm the first time they meet. Well, um, that she immediately tries to hide. There's a scene where um, the girls I know are proud of their bruises. No, no, no. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> There's a scene where Paul asks, I believe, um, Tom, the yeah. new kid with a crush on him. Yeah, yeah, Krispy yeah. Kreme. Krispy Kreme, 2012. <laughs> Froggy Fresh. Um, there's a scene where he asks him, like, you can't date her or whatever. You can't be friends with her. Stay away from her. Oh, yeah. Right? Right. That was right at the beginning. And and then and then he says, like, why or whatever. And he says, um, now, Adam, yeah. I'm going to say this line of dialogue. Okay. 
And without thinking about it, just the first thing that comes to your mind, I want you to tell me if this turns you on or turns you off. Okay. Her father is a crazy man. So he's not around right now, right? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Didn't even miss a beat. Didn't even miss a beat. So obviously uh, that would be implicitly be uh, uh, turn on. I guess it's a turn on. I, guess, I mean, you know, you know, they they learn things. So uh, daddy is a weird, rapey dad there her relationship with her crazy rapey father mm-hmm. is very akin to like say beverly from it yeah but you know her what? father but i think this was this was more okay beverly's dad from it it was it was i hate to say it was fucking creepy as shit but it was subtly creepy this is like there's no subtlety about it yeah not in the book though oh well, i didn't read the book he like he like punches her and like slaps her around, and so then uh, then then she's hanging out with with Paul Frankenstein because she really likes him because he's smart and he builds robots, and so they're friends and she has to do it in secret and they go to study together because if Daddy finds out he's gonna beat her down a flight of stairs, and so she goes to sleep or something and she wakes up and her dad's there all sweating on her saying I can do whatever I want I'm like oh god this is so creepy, and so she finally gets up the strength to fight back and there's a vase next to the bed. And she breaks the vase and stabs him in the chest with it. And then the fucking blood just starts pumping out of the vase, sticking out of his chest all over her. And oh, this is the scene where you realize, huh, this isn't all this isn't only about a about a talking robot. Yeah, this is a this is a Wes Craven movie, isn't it? Like, all right. There was so much blood. That was weird. And uh, disturbing. Yeah. I like it. I like it. And there was a dream sequence. She didn't really kill her dad. But it was fucking crazy. It was a dream sequence. It was a great dream sequence. Vis-a-vis Wes Craven. Yes. And then uh, and then we got our heroes, uh, Paul and his um, his 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 uh, not-so-secret admirer, uh, Tom, yeah. uh, as they're walking down the street with the robot. All of a sudden, a gang of BMX bike toughs show up. No, man. These are mullet greasers. It's total mullet greasers. Now, the thing about mullet greasers uh-huh. is they're my favorite kind of greaser. <laughs> Because mullet greasers say, it's like saying, I'm here to stab you in broad daylight, but I'm also here to party. Yeah, yeah, right, right? They, they don't fuck around like that. Like, I will kill you and drink beer. <laughs> you know, now they had a really good, they had a really good all-star cast. I mean, the main guy with all the lines, I don't know who that guy was, but I, I recognized the two, uh, the two goonies in the gang there. Uh-huh. It was it was George Thorogood and Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> I swear to piss, it was both of those guys. There's no way. And they had one scene, and then so they start slapping the robot around, and the robot grabs the main guy straight by his balls and just starts crunching him. BB don't fuck around. No, BB is very protective. So basically, he smashes this balls, this man's penis and balls. With his robot claws. With his robot claws, and so they ran away. Excuse me, robot claws. Robot claws, and then they get away. And then there's like this nice like scene of them all playing basketball. Uh And I was really thinking like, fuck this robot, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, Now, I'm a shitty basketball player, Adam. Um, But the robot makes me look like a pretty solid Tim Hardaway. Yeah. Um, If you were playing two on two, Uh it was like me, you, like... Some other dick we know yeah. and the robot. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you. It, when it came down to picking teams, I would pick some other dick we know. Because uh, robot sucks balls at basketball. You know what, though? I would have picked the robot because I'm like, he's a fucking robot. Like, we're going to fuck shit up. That robot yeah. sucked. If uh, if if your robot 
gets a foul called him, he'll pull his fucking robot claw out and and, and uh, impale somebody. Impale your uh, testicles. Uh, testicles. Your, your scrotum with his uh, vice robot claw. His vice grip like robot claw. Yeah. What the fuck. Well, he throws the basketball. Stay out of the paint when you're playing the robot. <laughs> robot gets the basketball. And instead of throwing it at the hoop, he throws it up in the air directly behind him. And it lands in the yard of Throw Mama from the Train. Mama Fratelli herself. Yep. The- Throw Mama Fratelli from the Train. That's <laughs> oh, great. And Ramsey. It's also known as Elvira in this movie. Her name was Elvira. I've seen her in so many things, I never knew her name was Anne Ramsey. Mm-hmm. It's just a very plain name. Pleasant name. It's pleasant. So did I mention that like whenever it showed the uh, the vision of BB like from his eyes, it looked like the graphics from like a Sega CD. Yeah, like from the nineties. It was cutting edge, man. At the time, but when you watch it now, it looks like shit. But later on, they do go into a pretty. They had to do that. They do go into a pretty cool visual cue with that. We'll get into it later. They now. do. They do. So uh, Elvira, throw Mama Fratelli from the train, is a crazy woman who has a big old fence around her yard. And let anybody in there, if they drop their stuff in there, it's hers. You've heard of that cliche before. Well, she goes and pulls a shotgun on the people when she sees BB. And she's like, get the fuck off of my porch. And they left. Now, cut to Halloween night. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween night in the 1980s was something a little more special, I think. Yeah, I think it was. Um, it's your classic montage of like, it's not, it's barely even dark outside, mm-hmm. and kids are already getting up to up to monkey shines. They're, they're everywhere. They're running them up. Um, um, one, one thing that, that stuck out to me, and I remember doing this, uh, there's, it shows a kid spraying shaving cream on a car. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, First of all, that I would like thank someone for that's like a that's like a nice car wash. Like, Is it? I, I don't think it does anything. I think it would just leave your car cleaner. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. It's just right? soap. It's just soap. Um, n- now uh, Thanks, that, kids. That, that got me thinking two things. One, do you think that like kids today even fucking have thought had that thought or like know that that was a thing? No, they do. They they probably don't. They don't know about that. They yeah, they're too busy just smoking ice and playing Xbox. They're, they're just like walking around with their phones in their hands. Like I can imagine like the kids those age like playing like going Halloween trick or treating. They just be walking around looking at their phones. They probably their have like some Halloween prank simulator app on their phone. <laughs> um, Halloween night, nineteen eighty six. Mm-hmm. You were about eight, nine years old. Six. All right. Um, Let's let's cut to a little older then. Sure. Fuck all that. I think I know what you did when you were six. I did what my kid does. Um, what kind of nighttime shenanigans and vandalism did you get into on on Halloween, or just in general? Uh, just in general. Sometimes, uh, you know, we cut tires. <laughs> I know it was fucked up. That's like going right to the top. We'd stick fruit in people's gas tanks. Um, we'd ring doorbells and run away. Oh, yeah. You, you start with the mild ones first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'd take kids' bikes and roll them down hills. We called that ghost riding. Ghost riding. Yeah, ghost ride bikes. Stuff like that, you know. Go around and look for woods porn. Mm. You know, stuff like that. Stuff kids do nowadays don't do. All right, so your, your actual, uh, like, prank stuff was literally... Destroying people's property <laughs> it was literally van- and ringing a doorbell. It's it like vandalism, pretty much. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, we used to honey mailboxes. We kind of admitted that one. Uh-huh. Uh, we would. We we were pretty big eggers back in the day. Yeah, uh, we always tried to do it to people we didn't like, though. We just didn't do it to random. People. We didn't really egg people much. We have BB guns, though. Okay. 
You grew up in a <laughs> shadier side of town. Maybe so. So it's Halloween night in 1986, and what happens? So they uh, they decide they're going to go ring on the doorbell of Elvira, the basketball stealing throw mama Fratelli from the train herself. Why? Because she stole their basketball. And because nobody's been on that porch to ring that doorbell in years because the padlocked fence all the way around the house. And they point out that that lock on that fence, BB is so intelligent, it could break that lock. It could pick it. It could, it could figure out the combinations in no time flat. So they decided to have BB open the gate. Now, this made me think for a second. This made me pause because Paul Frankenstein Jr. keeps talking about how intelligent BB is, how smart it is, right? Uh huh. Why does it talk like a fucking moron? <laughs> You know, I was like, "Where's he going with this?" If you're so like, fucking smart, we're still hung up on how it talks. <laughs> like that's what the fucking super intelligent artificial intelligence going to enslave the world sounds. Yes, that's exactly how it sounds. Actually, <laughs> baby, <laughs> fuck that shit, man. It, it, it sounds like Wicked. It does. It sounds like a robotic drunken Wicked. So uh, <laughs> they go in the gate, and then the girl Sam. She's the one brave enough to go ring the doorbell. But when she gets to the doorbell... So their whole plan is just to ring the doorbell and run away. Yeah, yeah. Like you do. Yeah. Okay. This woman's known to come out of her house with a gun. Yeah. So let's let's break into her fence. Let's and... let's test those waters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, anyways, so, uh, so they go in and Sam rings the bell, Christy Swanson. And when she rings the doorbell, all these alarms and sirens go off. And instead of... Immediately turning and running, she stops and covers her ears and screams. And then she goes to run away and she trips and falls. And so the boys come to save her and they pick her up. And instead of running out of the fence and away like you do when you do that, they go and run and hide inside the fenced yard of a woman with a shotgun and alarms. And then what happens? And then BB, he he tries to attack them. He tries to attack the lady. Okay, so... Mama Fratelli mm-hmm. comes outside with a gun. With a fucking shotgun. And, and, and it was a moment that I realized, um, visual, visualize this. The woman who played Mama Fratelli, throw and, Mama Fratelli from a train. Mm-hmm. And Ramsey. On a, on a porch. Right. Holding a shotgun. A shotgun, Double yeah. barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, while hopping mad. Mm, she was pissed. Um, it is one of the most horrifying sights. Yeah. Uh, ever to be seen by man. Yeah. Why would you hang out in that bitch's yard? Yes. Like, like they, they didn't run away. They ran to hide in her yard where she's at with a gun. And they already knew she had a gun. Oh God. I don't have sympathy. I just don't. I don't have sympathy for teenagers. Teenagers. Yeah. They're just dumb. They're just dumb. They're just dumb. So BB overrides his programming Mm -hmm. and decides to go in there and try to save them. Or maybe just to go kill her. I don't know. His his Sega CD vision turned all Predator style. His motives are very vague. It's it's He's a robot, you know? <laughs> so he goes in there and tries to attack Mama Fratelli, and she just unloads on him with a shotgun. Just So throw Mama Fratelli from a train is not afraid to use this this shotgun at on all. A, on a robot, at least. Not on a robot. Yeah. She almost did it as a, as a you deserve this kind of thing, yeah. like a punishment. Like, this yeah. is what you get for coming on my property. And for making a godless robot. And she, to be honest, she kind of did those kids a favor. Yeah. Do you think about bad it. news. Well, not even that. It was like, don't go on people's lawns. It's a lesson. 
Yeah. To life guns that are to known hard. to walk outside with shotguns. They're going to walk outside with a gun and try to shoot you. Or we'll kill your robot. Now, when, when, when Mama Fratelli mm-hmm. kills BB, BB hate, did you feel any sorrow for him at all? Like, did you feel anything from that? I, I felt something. It was like, yes. Was it in your pants? No, I mean, I didn't get an erection from it, if that's what you're asking. From seeing the robot get shot. I mean, maybe if <laughs> That Anne, is the weirdest fetish. I mean, if, if Anne Ramsey was naked and gyrating <laughs> um, on the gun while she was shooting it. I just want to do what it is you're into. I don't care what it is. Like... I just want to make you happy, Adam. What is it? Kill some robots. Let's go. Let's go kill some robots. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Nothing gets me hard like a good robot Look murder. That. Look at that full salute. <laughs> okay. Nothing gets me harder than a robot murder. <laughs> Nothing gets me harder like killing a robot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, so now it skips ahead automatically after this, after BB gets blown <laughs> up, it goes to Thanksgiving. Right. It does. It just skips right to Thanksgiving, because like, they're at Thanksgiving dinner, and it's Sam is there, the girl next door, and then it's Paul Frankenstein Jr., and Paul Frankenstein Jr.'s hot mom, and they're eating a turkey. And then uh, they go outside, and it's time for Sam to go home. And I think this was the first time that that Paul Frankenstein Jr. and Sam shared a kiss. Mm -hmm. And it was sweet, and it was tender. It got me thinking about those when at that age, the first time you kiss a gal like that. Yeah. Just at the end of the night, sweet, short, and then you just kind of like, uh, you kind of prance off. Go your separate ways. Yeah, and then you just look forward to the next time that uh, someone lets you do that. That's not usually how my dates end. That's what I'm saying. We As old, jaded people, Mm -hmm. that kind of kind of shit's done man so anyways she goes home and she's shocked when she gets home because her drunk father is not drunk passed out on the couch he's just drunk he's just drunk and he's awake and he's moving and so she goes upstairs and he's like where the hell are you been to be fair it's better to see a a moving drunk than a non-moving drunk in this case no maybe not no in general she was hoping that he would just be asleep and be passed out all night or dead or dead he's a piece of shit He's kind of a piece of shit. Well, well, they get she goes in there, and then um, basically he starts yelling at her because she was out of the house being a tramp or something. I was just studying. Yeah, you're a liar like your mother, dude. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's right? so dark. It's so dark. You know what's great is he then slaps her down a flight of stairs. He slaps her into brain death. Yep. So that happened in this movie about the robot. You know what my favorite part was when she's laying on the ground. He's like. Uh, get up! Stop it! You quit fooling around. After he just smacked her down I'm a like, flight of stairs, you threw a small girl down a flight of stairs, and now you're yelling at her because like, she's not. You're faking up. it. I'm like, no, they're frail. <laughs> oh god, that's fucked up. It's so um, fucked up. So, uh, so yeah, basically, he, you know, Sam comes outside Thanksgiving after a pleasant dinner, his sweet kiss with his 16 year old girlfriend, to see that she's being hauled away to the hospital. So, uh, so she's in the hospital. And she's like basically brain dead. They said that she's about to die. <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to unplug her from life support in an hour. And they're like, why don't you just do it now? And they're just like, eh, it's a formality. Like, there's some line of dialogue about that. Like, you know, just out of formality, we're going to keep her around another hour. Yeah, we got to keep her around. We got to keep her on life support for 24 hours. Just That's just a formality. Just to, like, we got more people to take up these Just meds. to see if she's going to wake up. So in this instance, when, when she's laying there in a coma, from being slapped down the stairs by her father... Her boyfriend, Paul Frankenstein Jr. It's not her real boyfriend. Decides. They're not going steady yet. 
he's going to be Frankenstein Jr. You might even call him a young Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein! <laughs> what hump? So, so he's going to go save her. He's going to try to bring her back from her coma. How? Using the microchip brain of BB. And now that we're back on BB, I think you forgot to mention a horrible, horrible thing about this robot. Everything? His voice is god awful, <laughs> all right? It's just the worst. Who does his voice? Fucking, who does his voice? None other than Roger Rabbit himself, Charles Fleischer. I wonder where he got to pay for that. Could you have thought of a better voice, Charlie? I mean, come on. No, I don't think it was his call. I think they were like, Charlie, do all your weird voices. Just like, make, yeah, that's the one. Just make him sound like a That's very disturbing. Robber, robber, boo-boo. That's fucking how that thing sounds. So BB's dead. Yeah. Yeah. And now uh, Christy Swanson is almost dead because uh-huh, her stepfather. Okay, let me back up. BB the yellow robot's dead from yep. being shot by Mama Fratelli. Yeah. Followed by the boy's crush on the girl next door, her, is pushed down a flight of stairs by her drunk father. Mm-hmm. Now she's on life support in the hospital, and young Frankenstein's uh, master plan is to take the microchip from the yellow robot friend of his that he built mm-hmm. and implant it into the girl next door, mm-hmm. Christy Swanson. Yeah, yeah. so he's basically going to take his two dead friends and combine them into one. Yep. He's going to Frankenstein this shit. <laughs> so all he's got to do is break into the hospital and, uh, and implant this chip in her brain before they pull the plug on her. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. So he goes into his buddy's room. He's just like walking. Yeah, he shows up super early in the morning to try to get his buddy involved in this. And he's like, you owe me one. You got to help me do this. You know BB would still be alive if it wasn't for you. Right. And possibly all of this other shenanigan wouldn't have happened because I think if BB were still alive, he would be less dependent on the friendship of Sam, mm-hmm. Christy Swanson. Mm-hmm. Thus, she wouldn't be hanging out with him as much. Thus, there's a good chance in that alternate universe mm-hmm. that she wouldn't have come home with her drunk dad still awake and pushed down the stairs. stairs. So it's all Tom's fault. It's all Krispy Kreme's fault. It's all Froggy Fresh's fault. But- what struck me kind of queer about this scene. Please do tell. Um, <laughs> not all standard stuff. I got to get my, my best friend involved in this crazy harebrained scheme. Right. Um, but he's in the guy's bedroom trying to convince him to come help him. And above his bed is a French horn. But it's not a real French horn. I didn't notice any of this. It's... It's one of those fake ones that your mom uses to decorate the entryway at Christmas. My mom doesn't use those. Now, riddle me this, Adam. Uh-huh. Why did that kid have a fake French horn hanging on his wall? What set designer thought that that would be a... Uh, something that, that I wouldn't notice that? <laughs> Why would that be something in a kid's room? Hey, props department. What gives, man? Maybe he just likes Christmas. Maybe so. It's not even Christmas yet. I mean, it was after Thanksgiving, though. Did you ever decorate your room for Christmas when you were that age? No. Yeah. I don't decorate my room for Christmas now. <laughs> it just stuck out to me, and it, it really bothered me. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see the look on your face. You're kind of kind of perturbed by this. Minor one. point. All right. So, uh, so yeah, they're going to break into... Um, they're going to break in the hospital, and they're going to save her friend. The way they do this mm-hmm. is Paul Young Frankenstein... Mm-hmm. Convinces Tom in his room with the French horn to come to a sleepover mm-hmm. at his house where they're going to go sneak out 
once their mom's asleep, quote unquote, they're going to roofie Frankenstein's mom. Now, they drug his mom. They drug his like, mom. Like, there's no like benefit of the doubt to be given in this scene. It's not an innocent prank. <laughs> they straight up put drugs in his mom's coffee to make her go to sleep. Now, call me a soft millennial, uh-huh. but when we used to sneak out, we would do it the old-fashioned way, meaning climb down a tree outside your window or take a chance and jump off a roof. Right. Um, but apparently, in the mid-80s, they fucking roofied their parents. It was a creepy vibe. It was It was the most upsetting drug scene uh, it's up there with, uh, what's his name, from Happiness, when, yeah, he, like, like, when he puts the drugs in the kid's tuna fish sandwich because yeah. he's a pedophile. That movie's fucked up. So anyways, they drug her mom, uh, his mom, and then they're going to make it to the hospital. They steal the minivan, the VW van, to drive to the hospital. We're about 35 minutes into this movie at this point. Um, so they go, and they get in there, and uh, sure enough... Uh, the dad's like standing there by the body and they're like, they're supposed to wait till nine o'clock. And then at like eight 57, the dad, the, the, the drunken, you know, slap happy dad's like, can we just do it already? Just like ready to pull the plug on his daughter. Mm-hmm. What a piece of shit. I'm about to go to prison. I got to get this. Yeah, done. Fucking just kill it already. So they pull the plug and then they flip the power. Cause that was their plan to steal the corpse, but she wasn't supposed to be a corpse. And then when Frankenstein Jr. Gets in there, she's already dead. But here's the, you know here's what what would the logical person would do right was was Paul Frankenstein Jr. do what I would do is say well we tried right but he doesn't say that and then and then slap your hands together like uh, you got dust on them you know why they never showed his father in this movie because the villagers with the fucking torches and pitchforks got him back in wherever he came from because this motherfucker's the son of Frankenstein because he just straight up steals a corpse of his friend and throws it in the van to drive home with yes now. Mm-hmm. The reason they did this is because young Frankenstein seems to think there's a chance of still reviving his girlfriend's corpse. Mm. They weren't dating. Right. And uh, and and letting her live with the mind of, of BB the yellow robot. Yeah, that's his plan. Now, Adam, that, that reminds me of a question I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you went through all the trouble... To steal the corpse of a girl you liked in yeah. order to reanimate her. Uh-huh. But let's say it doesn't work out. The reanimation process fails and you're left with this lifeless but still pretty fresh corpse of the girl you like. That I'm obviously attracted to already. Would you... Mm-hmm. Would, I, would I what? Would you... What, what are you getting at, Bobby? Are right. you trying to get me to say that I would necrophile let's a corpse? Let's say... It doesn't work, and you're left with a lifeless but still pretty fresh uh-huh. corpse of the girl you like. You like her a lot. Right. Would you? No. Would I what? Would you turn yourself in, or would you try to just get rid of the body? <laughs> I uh, What I'd do, I'd probably cuddle for a while. Yeah, and, and there it is. There it is. I mean, it could... Yeah, that's um, first base necrophilia. We be- <laughs> that's, I've never gotten past that. <laughs> I've never, gotten, I've past never that. gotten past first base necro. I was like, we cut a little bit. This isn't working out. Shed a few tears. Uh-huh. Play like, with I the gotta, toes. I got to turn you into the police now. 
You can't kiss me back, but I'm going to keep kissing you. All right. Now it's just, yeah, okay. Now you're on second base Some in some counties. In some counties, it's second base. So, uh, yeah, he steals her, and then he takes her to the, 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 takes her to the college, I guess, and performs brain surgery on her corpse. And uh, when they installed this microchip into her brain, it was done very shoddily. It was like... I could have fucking done that. Very it haphazardly. Just, it just done. had these little needles on it. They just like stuck her like, oh, well, she's alive now. It just sits on top of the brain. It just sits inside the brain. Yeah, they didn't really like plan that out to it, but it worked. It worked. It worked. Well, it did a lot more than that. Jesus fucking Christ. This movie is dark as shit. <laughs> you just have to stop yourself in the middle of it and like take a breather. Like, this is fucking weird. This is fucking weird, man. This whole goddamn movie. I love that it's directed by Wes Craven, too, because it is so weird. It's like it's it's not just weird. It's like unconventionally like bananas. Like this. This could have been any fucking weird. Horror it's movie. too creative to be a B movie, I think. But it's also too insane that it's crazy that they made it with like a budget and a, a respected director. Was this like released? Yeah. In the theater? This did like pretty poorly. I would imagine. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Oh, I think it's great. Even um, Wes Craven kind of just like kind of shrugs it off like, oh, I was going through a lawsuit at that time and <laughs> I, I was dealing with my failed marriage. Like there was all these cooks in the kitchen with this movie. It's just like, yeah, Deadly Friend. Like, can we move on and talk about my good movies? I'm like, no. No. Tell me more about <laughs> Deadly Friend. W- the magic that is Deadly Friend. I want to know what all was happening in your mind. Explain to me the pain is you were feeling. Is there a Criterion collection of Deadly Friend <laughs> with killer bonus features? More scenes? So um, so they, 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 they get the body. They put a robot thing in the body. They uh, they thought they roofied the mom to death, but she wasn't dead. And then uh, <laughs> yeah, and then and then BB is the brain of of Samantha now of Sam now, and she starts moving around. She starts wiggling and jiggling and standing up and shit. Apparently it worked. However, she walks around with robot hands, making her hands like. Did you notice that? Oh yeah, of course. She was great at uh, having like robot movement. It, it was done very well. So basically what he did is he took both of his dead friends and put them together and made them into something that was neither of his friends. Um, let's not just glaze over those details. He takes his dead yellow robot friend. <laughs> and puts it in the brain. And puts it in the brain of, of the his, girl he had a crush on who's whose dead dad who's threw dead her down now. the stairs. Yeah, yeah. So so he does all that. Um, but now now BB is changed. I, I mean, she's Moving still BB. She's still BB, but I refer to her now as BuffyBot. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh-huh. BB. It makes yeah, sense. another alternative title. Yeah, when she was Buffy bought, it makes a lot of sense. I was referring to her as the $6 million Lolita. <laughs> she totally was. You know, with the smoky eye makeup on? That's a uh, that's another alternative title. Yeah, that's a good one. You have a couple of them coming. Um, so, so she gets out on her own because she just keeps breaking the programming of staying asleep. And she makes her way, because she's having memories of who she was, she makes her way to her old house. And she robo-kills the abusive father. So the way she catches her dad is, this is like my favorite things in the movie. Like he goes downstairs into the the room with the fire because there's just fire burning in a furnace like openly uh, downstairs. And uh, she leaves a bottle of bourbon, not unlike this bottle, um, on the stairs. The robot girl baits her father. With a bourbon trap. A bourbon trap. He looks down and sees it. and he like a good bourbon trap. And he like licks his lips. And he smiles a little. He's like, yeah. And goes down for like the fucking facial acting was great in this scene. As he goes for the bourbon bobble, BB gets him. Dun, dun, dun. How? 
Uh, she grabs him with her <laughs> robot hands. You know, it's it's nothing special. And then she walks around all robot ties to him, which looks fucking retarded. No, it looks good. It looks real good. Christy did a great job with that. And then he, she picks him up and crushes his neck. And my favorite thing is the coup de gras when she throws him headfirst into a fireplace. And yes. In the furnace. And he's just sitting there burning. Mm-hmm. Just sitting there burning up. All Freddy Krueger style. Right. Um, it's at this point where you do kind of realize that it it, it it has the auteur of a Wes Craven film. It does. It's that same, like, uh, kind of whimsical, like, uh, sitcom-y, but still in a minor minor key. Yeah, it music. could be like a sitcom with, like, the robot, like, oh, here's our it's just, it's just It's got a very Wes Craven feel at this point. What was that Especially girl- with the burned man. Yeah, it was very Freddy-esque. You know what I liked is how uh, how Paul Frankenstein Jr. hid the corpses in a huge pile of coal, mm-hmm. which was in the basement. Well, he didn't have time to like get rid of it at that very moment. But wait a second. Who the fuck has a huge pile of coal in their basement? People that live up north and crazy old drunks. They really have like just that much coal? Look, man, it's a fucking movie about a I'm yellow like... robot whose consciousness <laughs> gets uploaded to the dude's dead girlfriend. Like, let's not nitpick the fucking coal garden in their basement. <laughs> All right, fair enough. We'll move away from Maybe he had a mine down there. <laughs> oh, no, this makes sense. So uh, so anyways, she uh, she's got a mind of her own. But it's not her mind; it's the robot mind. So, uh, so he puts her up in her own bedroom. Is like, stay in here. Now, Elvira, the crazy bitch across the street, looked out the window and saw BB Buffy Bot in the window and said, "Oh shit, there's that dead chick." Elvira, also known as Mama Fratelli, throw Mama Fratelli. Also from the train. known as yeah, yeah, throw Mama Fratelli from the train. So, <laughs> so, so Buffy Bot also sees throw mama for telly from the train and decides to go take action now remember buffy bot can do the the fucking speed dial on the padlock fence mm-hmm. so she just gets right in there and she goes in the house and is ready to kill i mean really bb was a kill crazy motherfucker i meant to look it up this seems like super intense because throw mama for telly from a train is like kind of freaking out oh yeah and she's calling the cops, but they have this weird background noise of like this old, like creepy movie. I don't know what movie the that bad was. Bad Seed. That was the Bad That's Seed. That's the Bad Seed. Awesome. We need to watch the Bad Seed. Yes. I've never seen that movie. Uh, Bill keeps telling me we need to watch that Yes. Here. I've heard only good things. It's tremendous. But it's a great, weird little creepy extra audio extra to make mm-hmm. it even more tense. Extra creepy. Extra creepy, and please. And then the, the basketball that, sh- that Mama Fratelli had stole comes bouncing through the house and she's like you kids i got a shotgun i'll kill you and uh and then all of a sudden out walks bb and you think that mama fratelli is gonna shoot her but before she gets a chance buffy bot picks up the basketball and throws it at mama fratelli so hard her head splatters against the wall like a melon being hit with a cannon now the first time you saw this last night, yeah, were you already in at this point and that took it up a notch? Or was that the point where you were like, fuck yeah, this movie? I was already in. Okay. I was already in. And then that was like me like jumping up in my chair, like bouncing around in excitement. Like, the, oh my God, that was amazing. The rest is uh, 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 icing on the cake. Oh yeah. It just it just keeps going from here too, you know? Um, That's, uh, that's a great 
head splatter, head explosion. That is up there with scanners. It, it is. It really is one of the scanners. It's, like, it's, it's up there with scanners. It's one of the top head explosions I've ever seen. And what's great then is like after that, then the headless corpse like wobbles around and sprays blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. You kind of put it good earlier. Like it's kind of like watching like an after school kids show for a lot of it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it gets crazy fucking gory. Yeah. And the first thing is when she stabs her dad with a vase in the dream earlier and the blood spray so gratuitously. I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah, you're like, that's when you realize this isn't fucking around. And then they then then throw Mama Fratelli from a train's head explodes with a with a basketball yeah. thrown at a high velocity. Yeah. And then uh, and then old buddy has a dream where you think it's like you thought it was the girl coming up under his blanket, right? Did you think it was the girl? I, thought, I want to talk about this dream scene. This is this this I liked it, but it felt like a rejected Freddy idea. <laughs> right, right, right. Because he's laying in bed mm-hmm. under the covers, door opens, and he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then he sees like something under the under the sheet, like moving up from the bottom of the bed. Like, uh-huh. like first he's like, it starts like, at the bottom ooh. of the bed. You're like, oh, it's the girl. And maybe, it keeps moving. maybe BB is good for other things. <laughs> maybe it should be BJ. And so it keeps, it keeps moving. That was that was, uh, that was good, right? I'm, this is T-ball now. I was, I was just throwing you coach pitch on that one. It's, it's moving. At first, I thought it was the girl, but then it was like it just looked like a ball. I'm like, well, that can't be the girl because there's no body behind it. And then he pulls back the covers, and it's the burnt head of the father, and it smiles, and smoke comes out the mouth. Yeah, two solid fucking nightmare scenes. In this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, two solid nightmare scenes. Yeah. It, it, like this guy had made a movie about nightmares before, right? You know, so. uh so yeah, then a lot of stuff happens. I mean, like Bibi sees a photograph of herself of Sam and Bibi, so she sees a photograph of both of herselves together, right? And is ultimately confused. This sets her off. This is this is a level of confusion, like the first time you see your dad kiss another grown man. How was that for you? <laughs> was it? Did it add a lot? It was confusing. Is it, are you still confused by it? It was confusing. Okay. So- <laughs> So what I, what I want to mention too is Paul Frankenstein Jr. is very, he's very mean to her. After he merges his two friends into one, he's not really that nice to that friend anymore. Well, I think that he's under a lot of stress. I mean, he did. He doesn't know what he's created. And I mean, the thing is out killing people. He has yeah. already killed two people. He, that's the thing. He didn't think about like, like, okay, say it did work. Mm-hmm. Are you just going to hide it forever or are you going to let her out into the world and be like, yeah, well, I guess uh, she was fine. She just climbed out of the hospital. I mean, how old do you think this kid was? He was like 15. And, you know, I really find it hard to believe that he would have never tried to have sex with that thing. Okay. Okay. What do we got? I'm just saying, man. All right. 15 years old. (laughs) With that thing. All right. BB is a human now. No, BB is a dead body with a robot chip in its brain. Uh, Please, robot. (laughs) Oh, so robots have rights now, too? Robots have rights. So, uh, so Didn't you see uh, Solo? <laughs> oh, fuck that movie. So uh, so anyways, the, the Krispy Kreme comes back over, and uh, it, the buddy Tom, and he's like, I'm telling everybody because this was wrong. And so they get in a fist fight, uh, Tom and Paul Frankenstein, and then uh, he's like, I'm leaving. I'm going to go tell the cops. And he's walking out the front door, and all of a sudden you hear, Wah! And BB dives out of a top story window, just fucking dives right out the window. Yep. And lands on neighbor Tom and starts beating the shit out of him. Like, right. To within an inch of his life. Yep. And the mom comes and tries to stop him. Fucking BB just slams the shit out of the mom since her flying across the fucking room. She's like T-1000. Yeah, she goes all fucking ape shit. She goes ape shit. I mean, 
Okay, if you got to think about it for a second, like you were a robot. You were a robot. Robot. You are in a robot body. You were <laughs> created in this robot body. You've had your own kind of sentient intelligence like kind of doing its thing. And all of a sudden, some old lady from the Goonies blasts <laughs> the fuck out you with a shotgun. Right. And you're just, you're gone. First person oh. on my kill list would be the basketball shot lady. Yeah. Well, she got second because your chip brain got put into the corpse of a girl you know who was just murdered by her father yes okay interesting you bring that up so the kills are motivated by revenge revenge from both bb the yellow robot and the blonde girl that was murdered by her father by being thrown down the stairs buffy bot that's interesting right i mean they're both both of their last memories Mm -hmm. were probably pain and terror but then it turns into just revenge for paul or protection for paul but, but Paul's mean to her. Paul's yeah. fucking straight up mean to her. Yeah, chicks like that, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's the thing. So he's just like, bitch, what's fucking wrong with you? And she's like, oh. She's like, mm, change my oil. <laughs> Check my oil, Paul. <laughs> Use the dipstick. Okay, none of that happened. Basically, long story short... Baby runs away. They get in a fight with her and her and Tom. Wait, no, her and uh, and, and Paul Frankenstein. And then the one, uh, the one, the one must the mullet fucking greaser shows back up and tries to kill kill Paul Frankenstein. He's like, "Where's BB now? Where's your robot now?" Bullies did not give a fuck back then. Yeah, think about Stephen King bullies or just eighty bull like the bully. Even the bully in Monster Squad was real. They're dick. Re- they're relentless. This they, one's like out from, or the the uh, bully from uh, Christine, the guy that looks like Tom Travolta, John yeah. Travolta. That's yeah. not Tom Tom Travolta. Yeah, John Travolta. It's Tom Travolta. Tom Travolta. Is yeah, yeah. Name, Tommy Travolta. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Travolta. <laughs> the, the bully from Christine. He was pretty hardcore. They're repentless. They don't care. They're just not going to stop. There's like, they're they're determined and focused. And you know what it is? Is all the abuse they get at home. So they're like, I'm going to go take this rage out on right. somebody else. I'm sure you can relate. Yeah. <laughs> While this is happening, so the cops start chasing her, and then they run into a shed. And while this is happening, the personality of Sam finally starts to come through. Right. So this is when I notice she doesn't run like a robot. No. Uh, but then I realize why. She's dead. She's starting to transition back into full Sam, back into human Sam. Oh, she's transitioning from a robot to a female. Mm-hmm. You can do that these days. Yeah. And you, you, they have to call you by the proper pronoun. <laughs> <laughs> what would that be? I don't know. <laughs> and then I'm going, oh, God, mm-hmm. don't cop out and don't have everyone live happily ever after once they explain the unique situation to the oddly understanding police department. <laughs> but they didn't do that. They didn't in a big way. They didn't. They're in a shed. Oh, and this is also the point where the um, Sega Genesis uh, or Sega CD uh, pixelated vision starts to flicker back to regular human Sam. It was vision. like, yeah, it's going like high def all of a sudden. Yeah. Unfortunately for her, BB is a kill crazed robot who just wants to destroy everything. BB don't give a fuck. This is why you don't create artificial intelligence. It is a warning to future generations, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So BB, the BB personality takes over and starts running right at the cop with hands outstretched in robot claw-like fashion. And so the cop shoots her. And you know what? I was thinking this too. Shoots her in the stomach. Shoots right her in the, the stomach. Heart. Right, right in the stomach. We got to go over the ending. The ending's one of the great uh, twists in horror sci-fi. So spoilers. I won't play a sound effect. 
I was thinking about it, but I won't. Leave your phone where it's at. Spoilers. Leave the fucking Coming soundboard. Up. Uh, flip ahead, I guess. I don't know. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. All right, go. <laughs> so anyways, you know, uh, obviously because she got killed again and because he is the uh, bastard son of Frankenstein, he huh. obviously goes back for the corpse once more. Yeah, you think he would have learned his lessons by now? Nah. The fucking, his buddy that had a crush on him certainly decided not to be friends with him anymore. He's like, dude, you're fucked up. Quit bringing shit back from the dead. I'm out. That's usually a red flag. You know what? I wouldn't have been a friend of the guy in the first place if you fucking built a robot. I'd be like, nah, dude. Like, that kid's a nerd. <laughs> yeah. That kid's going to want me to play fucking Mist with him. Yeah, but Froggy I Fresh is like, oh, he's hot. Yeah, but Froggy Fresh had a fucking big crush on him. Yeah, he had a total boner for the guy. So he goes back for the corpse and uh, pulls it out of the corpse box. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he's like, oh, baby. Pulls the sheet off of her and she's breathing. And then mm-hmm. she reaches up and grabs him by the throat. And if you thought that was scary, what happens next is even more terrifying. The flesh from her body starts to rip apart, showing a robotic cybernetic skeleton underneath. Mm-hmm. The face tears in half so that a horribly painted yellow bumblebee. robot bumblebee face with sharp teeth comes towards him with the red glowing eyes. It's beautiful. It's fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. And that's the end of the movie. And, that's and it, it goes, BB, BB. This movie... It really defied my expectations because I had no expectation whatsoever. And it just, it knocked it out of the park with like everything I'm looking for in a movie. There were no tits, but everything I'm looking for in a movie it had. With a few exceptions, uh, nudity being one of them, the other one being like uh, 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 skateboarding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie is the 80s. There's some bicycles. It's a lot of tropes from the 80s in the best way. Yeah. It's 1986, right smack in the middle. Dead in the center. It has robots. Mm -hmm. It has robots. Mm -hmm. It has zombies. Mm -hmm. It has gore. It has terror. It has mullet bikers. It has beta male sidekicks that have crushes on the main character. You got the girl next door with abusive father. You got hot single mom, but not that hot of a single mom. She was good. There's a lot of stuff in here. Uh, it's just missing it's like got, Elizabeth Shue and Tom Cruise. It's got throw Mama Fratelli from the train. Oh though. yeah, that makes up for Elizabeth Shue and Tom Cruise. Any day of the week. Any day of the week. Any day. Maybe of the not. Week. Uh, not maybe not uh, Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, well, we all love Elizabeth Shue. Deadly Friend is a great film. I would highly recommend this to anyone. I still don't think. I no yeah I my favorite Wes Craven movie is still and will forever be the people under the stairs fair yeah I just something about that movie but this movie is like close second go out and watch Deadly Friend it is uh, so good uh, so that was uh, Deadly Friend 1986 is Deadly Friend um, I'll say this next week uh-huh. Very, very special. Yeah. Or next episode. Very, very special. Double feature. Double feature special edition. Wes Craven might be popping his... I'm craving some Craven. <laughs> craven, Craven. Don't think there's a theme. Don't think there, there's a theme, but it's coincident. Don't expect too much, though. <laughs> Don't expect a lot, people. You know what we do here. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at PinballBobby. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Not For Everyone Podcast. Please, 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 I don't care if you've already sent questions. Maybe send us non-movie related questions even. Let me throw that out there. Hashtag Ask Not For Everyone. Ask That's about, it, po- folks. Ask about my clothing styles that I wear. Ask about my hair. 
Ask about my new radio program on KZSM.org. Or maybe just ask about movies. <laughs> you can follow me on Insta Twit at uh, Instagram. At fucking Benedict Arnold <laughs> 69. At it's all about me dot something. At uh, Von Arndt at Von Arndt 13 on Instagram. And you know, you can you can find me in other places too. I'm in San Marcos. I'll be on a bicycle at the river. So yeah, Bobby, I think you should come out to the river. You want to go to the river? She needs something to believe in and a whole lot of space to breathe in. Man, I love 38 Special.